0: Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. This is your host, Kevin Christie, and I am excited to bring our podcast resident psychiatrist onto the show again. Every three or four months, we bring on Dr. Manuel Astruck, And he is a psychiatrist and really has a unique niche with working with entrepreneurs and business owners. And uh, it's just been great to have him as a resource who I originally met through strategic coach. And he's been kind enough to hop on here every few months to, to dive into a lot of the psychology of what we deal with. And, and today we're going to dive into the topic of the poverty mindset. And, and I want to set a little context, you know, I know we've We've talked a lot about uh, finances and, and, and money uh, recently over the last few months, uh, be that because of maybe the economy or inflation, or you know I've just noticed talking to so many chiropractors that it is the 800 pound gorilla in the room. And we' we're, we're trying to really create thriving chiropractors. And, and the reality of it is is feeling good about your finances helps you thrive in many ways. And it really does help you um, serve your patients better. And, you know, everything we do at MCM is patient centered. Where Our goal in everything we do is is really to improve patient outcomes. And there's a lot of things that go into patient outcomes. So if I'm talking about patient adherence, that improves outcomes. If we're talking about report of findings, that improves outcomes. If we're talking about Team trainings and having your staff having a staff around you and being able to afford that, that improves outcomes. It, you know, if we're having people on about clinical efficiency, that improves the outcome. So everything we're doing is to be patient-centered and to improve patient outcomes. And if you're struggling financially and you're not able to really put the team around you or you're worried about your personal finances. That seeps into your day-to-day. And and, and I just, you know, you, you you've just done too much great work. You're too educated. You're too dedicated. You care too much to be struggling. And so we've do, we, we've we've just decided to dive into that this topic of, of money a, a decent amount recently. And it's not gonna continue all the time. We're gonna throw them in here and there. Um, but like I told our coaching clients recently on a call, cause we're all preparing for the 20% growth initiative next year. Um, and we had a topic on inflation, you know, and we have the free course on inflation, which you can still sign up for. I'll, I'll give you that link in a second. Um, but I told them at the end of the last call about it, it's like, all right, now we're switching gears. We're, we're, we're putting the recession slash inflation economy uh, behind us. It's there, but we're not going to harp on it. We're not going to harp on all the the struggles of that side of things. We know it's there. If you've taken uh, the inflation course or you're part of the coaching group, like we've basically done what we can with it. Now we're switching gears and we're going to be really looking at growth and being positive around that um, and making sure that we um, we don't use that as an excuse because it's just it's just not going to serve us. It's there. We recognize it. We've done what we can to prepare for it. Now it's time to, to kind of step on the gas and make sure we have a growth year in 2023 because the reality of it is is you can, even if it's a, a challenging year in the economy, uh, as chiropractors, you can do really good through that. and that's what our goal is. And so I wanted to have kind of a and I wanted to have a, not kind of I wanted to have a specialist on here who's trained in this to talk about the psychology a little bit and for you to kind of think about it and and where you could improve on that and realize that um, you you could serve your patients even better if you get the, you know, the, the mental hurdle of money, um, you know, out of the way and overcome that. And so that's why I have uh, Dr. Astra coming on today to do that. And again, um, if you do want to sign up, it's still available. The free six lesson course, it's easy to digest really good information in there. Just go to bit.ly, B I T dot forward slash MCM inflation. And it's in the show notes as well. You can click on the link to get to it quickly. Sign up for it. Do that. That'll really help set the foundation for you. And then you can grow from there. Okay. So I just wanted to give you that understanding, like everything we're doing is patient centered but we are willing to have the difficult conversations on this podcast and maybe talk about things that are challenging um, and not so sexy, right? All right. Here is my interview with Dr. Manuel Astruc. All right. Welcome to the show. We've got Dr. Manuel Astruck on the call again today, kind of every three or four months, we're going to have him on just to kind of dive into the, the psychology of the entrepreneur. And uh, today we're going to actually talk about a few things but one of them is going to be uh, that poverty mindset he he sees it with entrepreneurs of all ilks but uh, doctors as well and even his colleague uh, in, in his field of medicine as well and so we're going to dive into a lot of that but uh, before we do we're having a little bit of pre-chat and and you've already introduced yourself on the show a couple times uh, so i'm going to get a little more targeted on on our intro here you recently uh, wrote a new book. Tell us the title. Tell us the the concepts and goals of it, and who would that be for?
1: The the thank you very much Kevin, for for the introduction here. the um the the title of the book is Happiness Rules. Beat burnout, embrace happiness, become a better entrepreneur. Um, And I've been working on it for for several years. I had the idea for it years and years ago, and it was just finding the right time and place um, to to be able to invest into actually getting the book done. Um, And what I wanted to do was, you know, I'm a psychiatrist in private practice, and in in psychiatry, we don't self-disclose. That's just kind of the, the standard of care. There's very good reasons for it. But I think that it can be helpful to have a a platform where I can talk about the fact that even though I'm a professional, and I'm the one that helps people, Mm -hmm. you know, I've suffered from burnout, I've had problems with alcoholism, I've had problems with depression. Mm -hmm. And when I'm coaching, and especially with the entrepreneurial market, it's so helpful to be able to, you know, let people really know um, what I've gone through, Mm -hmm. because, as leaders in an organization and as, you know, people who are in the helping professions. Um, I know it took me a lot of work to be able to ask for help. Uh, mm-hmm. I suffered for a long, long time in many ways. And, and, you know, before I finally had the courage to, to step up and and get the help that I needed.
0: Yeah. that's, that's courageous. And, and it's, you know, it's conversations that need to be had. I was actually listening. Uh, I think it was last week. It was Lex Friedman's podcast, which is a very popular podcast. He has a lot of great guests on there, but he had one um, entrepreneur on there, and and, and I'm not going to remember his name. It's a pretty complicated name, but he was early on in Facebook. He's essentially a billionaire entrepreneur now. This this guy that Lex Friedman was interviewing, uh, super successful, you know, great family life now, the whole nine yards. Obviously, he's a billionaire, so he's doing something right. But he was actually talking about on the podcast he he has a proactive every Monday counseling session with a psychiatrist that really focuses on the stresses of entrepreneurship, business owner, all the different things that come with it. Uh, this particular um, entrepreneur, he, he had some really bad childhood and family. Parents were just terrible uh, Grew up in India, real poor, an abusive relationship and the whole nine yards. He he's gone through a divorce, but now he's in a great marriage and his his life is is really in a in a good spot. He's in his fifties now. I just found it so interesting. I was like, God, that makes so much sense. Here's someone that really has a almost everything going for him, uh, but he has a weekly session with a psychiatrist that specializes in kind of this type of stuff that you're talking about, and and it's opened my eyes a little bit more of like, you know, sometimes we get left on an island and we don't we have blind spots and we don't have people to talk to about things and it's good to have an expert that's uh, not only obviously you know professionally trained like you as a psychiatrist but you've been through some of this stuff yourself and, and you can li- lend a ton of expertise around that
1: yeah it's, it's a very timely subject i think you know uh you know kind of with the pandemic and post pandemic you know mm-hmm. entrepreneurs even before that there's just a tremendous amount of of stress yeah. that that we go through, and organizations like Strategic Coach or Entrepreneurs mm-hmm. Organization, and places where you can meet peers and and talk freely about you know your problems in in, in work, um, you know families. Friends, they just don't get it, right? Um, It's not their fault. That's just that they're they're not living this world, so Mm -hmm. it's it's really hard to get the support that we need um, from civilians.
0: It it is, and it's funny that you mentioned it because I actually just shared a meme in my closed Facebook group, we have a, of the same name, modern chiropractic marketing. And it, it, it was a meme. It was just hilarious. Cause it just reminded me so much. It goes friend. I'm just so confused. I don't know what I should do. And then it says me, standing in underwear, drinking, dunking Oreos and whiskey. Well, you came to the right place. Right. And I I put on there, like that's most chiropractors asking their family and friends for business advice. (laughs) And that's what it comes down to, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times we're, we're left on this Island and it's hard to get real concrete, you know, uh, guidance that we all need. And, um, one of the, areas that in, in,
1: uh, when I work with people and when I'm doing discovery calls, uh, the challenge is, uh, frequently, or at least the objection is I don't have the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, and it's sort of like the old saying about, I don't have the time to meditate. You know, I don't have 10 minutes to meditate. If you don't have 10 minutes to meditate, you probably need to be meditating for two hours a day,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a great, that's a great way of putting it. And, and, I, and you hit it on the head because, you know, I, I talk to a lot of chiropractors, uh, whether it's interviewing them on here or the coaching that I do around marketing and business for, for chiropractors. And, and to your point, what I notice too many are what, what I've kind of deemed to be busy and broke right and so to your point they're they're really busy and on the surface like as a doctor if you're really busy you would hope that you're you're very profitable and you're and you're just money's not an issue you know time could be an issue stress could be an issue but money's not an issue well unfortunately we're seeing you know with the cost of business expenses going up the cost of just personal life inflation the way the economy is 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 we're seeing this tough combination of busy and broke or they're, you know, maybe the money's okay, but they're busy and broken. Right. (laughs) And so I'm sure you're seeing uh, entrepreneurs of all levels, busy, broke or broken. Right. That's right. And, and, you know, the, the
1: suffering that that goes on silently because everyone shows up smiling and um, you know, that ability to, to be vulnerable and courageous and, and, you know, the, the three things I tell people is, you know, you don't have to be alone, Mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, change is uh, possible and, um, you know, there's always hope, right? Yeah. But, but you, you, you can't just be trying harder to make things different. You got to try
0: different to make things different. Yeah. It's, that's a great way of putting it. I just had a call with a, a client today going kind of onboarding call. And I was like, you know, we could, we can do more of the same thing you've been doing and you're just going to be more frustrated. Right. And so sometimes we got to really look at it differently. It could be hard. That could be the hard thing to face yes. up to. Right. Yeah. And, and I love how you, you mentioned courage. And that's something that I've been thinking a lot about. Uh, Cause you know, I, I've got this mastermind group down here in Florida. We meet four times a year in person and the level of courage, I think that's like the one thing that stood out to me, because these are all chiropractors that are at a certain level, like they're they're doing very well. And the thing that stood out to me, especially after this last meeting, as it all kind of culminated was there was a lot of courage in that room and there's some undertakings that they're doing or decisions they made 10 years ago that were courageous and it set them on a great path, but that can be hard, right? Like it, it can be hard to um overcome that and and have the courage to make difficult decisions in in one's life personally or professionally right um so very true you know dan sullivan's three c's
1: right so when you're you're taking on a new project the three c's are you know first you commit then you Mm -hmm. have the courage step, because, because you don't know what you're doing, yep. you know, at, at some point you get the the capabilities and then you get confidence. Um, yep. Yep. Everyone wants to get the confidence first, but he, what he says about the the courage step is courage
0: never feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he, and that's what I love is like, cause that it ends up leading to that fourth step. Like you said, the, the courage and that usually comes last. Most people think, like you said, it, it comes first. And he talked also about where, You know, everybody's got the fear. It's just some will have the courage to overcome that fear and versus kind of running away from it. All right, docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist and helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO, right? And a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors. And you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash That is bit.ly bit.ly modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads and Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google which is still king in the online marketing so check that out at bit.ly slash for the one hour free workshop I think this is a good time to segue into kind of the the real main topic we're going to discuss today. And on some of our previous episodes that you and I've had, people can look back on, you know, we've talked about burnout for sure. And some of those other, uh, hard hitting topics, which, which I always appreciate that you're able to bring to the table. Um, and, and we've kind of been talking a fair amount over the last couple of months on this podcast about finances. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to be sprinkling those in here and there, but we're going to kind of transition a little bit into a lot of planning and marketing and stuff like that as we go along. But uh, this is an episode I wanted to make sure I did not leave out. And so for my audience that's been listening, you know, we've been talking a lot about finances uh, and, and I, and I wanted to bring on an expert in the psychology of things and the psychology of entrepreneurship. A big part of that is, is money. Right. And so I want to segue into that, that kind of topic of, of, of that poverty mindset that a lot of people have and how, you know, it does take a lot of courage to, to get over that. And so, um, let's set the tone a little bit. What are some of the things you're seeing, uh, amongst your colleagues, amongst your clients, amongst entrepreneurs, um, around this idea of, of that poverty mindset? One of the, the
1: branches there's, um, people who are staying in poverty mindsets because of fear-based mm-hmm. thinking. Yep. Um, and sometimes you stay in poverty mindset because of fairness thinking, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, you know, it's kind of the difference between being Walmart or, mm-hmm. you know, Apple. Right? Yep. Um, it's, it's you know, a premium offering versus something that everybody can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that fairness is i think one of the the first places where entrepreneurs and especially i think in in the service industries right mm-hmm. for you know psychiatry and for chiropractors that that we want to serve people we get into this business cuz cuz we want to be helpful mm-hmm. um and we see that uh uh you know pricing ourselves out of what many people can afford is somehow not doing a service to to our calling
0: mm-hmm. yeah that, that makes a lot of sense uh, you know kind of that you know that healer's heart in a sense where you don't want to have a lot of people that can't afford your care and i think there's a couple you know things to, to, to look at it you know because uh, you know i, I went out a network with insurances and so a lot of times people assume and i might have at some point kind of in insinuated that most people should go out and out with insurances, but I don't, you know, the more I've learned, like, I don't think that's necessarily the case. And what I've, what I've done is boil it down for people on their hourly capacity. Like, so as a chiropractor, there's two levers we can pull and that is time. And and that is reimbursement, right? So um, I try to get people to get your office visit average, which isn't your cash rate. It's like, okay, on average, some insurances pay this, some cash patients pay that, some you know new patients a little bit more than that, whatever. But let's just, for the sake of argument, it adds up and your average is $70 per visit. So every visit that come in, it averages $70. And then you're able to see people you're able to see four people an hour. So you spend 15 minutes with a patient. Like that math works up. So I take four times 70 and we're dealing with $280 an hour. That's going to leave profit margin. And and I've mentioned this a lot, uh, but I don't want to assume every listener to this particular episode has heard me talk about this before. And it'll set the context for you and I. Um, And so that's healthy. $280 is healthy. Whereas if we can only see, like let's say we spend 30 minutes with a patient, and we can only see two people and our office visit average is $65. That's two times 65. That's $130 an hour. That's not going to, you're going to really be spinning your wheels a lot. And that's where I want chiropractors to start thinking about this poverty mindset thing, not only in terms of, okay, what's my cash rate? Cause there's more to it. It's more about like, what's the hourly capacity you have. And I've noticed some chiropractors, and I want your thoughts on this and I'll kind of guide us back to where we were. They don't, own, that. not only do they have a money poverty mindset, they have a time one where they think to themselves, like, I better spend this much time with a patient. Otherwise I'm not serving them right. And there is this clinical efficiency opportunity for them where they can get the same results. You're in a results-based economy, not a time. In when we're when we're hands on with folks, so that's a long winded way of of kind of setting the the tone here of like I want people to start thinking about it. It's a time and it's a money thing. The math needs to add up. You're like, what do you say to the entrepreneur on their like hourly worth and getting super clear on that and not feeling bad about what that is, right? Yeah the um, the the
1: the confidence that. They're worth what they're charging mm-hmm. um, is is something that uh, people get better at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, when I first came out of, of residency and I was charging a certain uh, hourly rate for the first time talking about people, you know, and, and back when I started, let's say it was $100 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would choke on the word <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. seemed like I'll like such a high amount of money. Um, but every time I, I raised rates, uh, had to get used to, to that. And then in, in the long run, like you say, it was not just the amount of money per session, but also having the, the confidence that I can deliver those results. I don't need an hour. Um, mm-hmm. and a med check doesn't need to be 30 minutes, you know, a patient may, um, prefer the the 30 minutes but mm-hmm. if the med check really i can make a clinton you know an evaluation and a decision and an adjustment in five minutes um and then i add 10 minutes of you know kind of uh relationship and um or, you know any problem solving that needs to happen a little bit of therapy you know they're they're getting really good results um mm-hmm. and then my job is really to stay on track uh yeah because a lot of people want more, right? The fact mm-hmm. that, that this is what you're doing doesn't mean that. And uh, I see this with my primary care um, docs. They're like always running behind. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's because of that difficulty managing their time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's stressful for for providers too, is when you get behind, you know, oh, yeah. uh, that, that eats at it for sure. Uh, there's no doubt the about hard that. It's yeah, a hard day. Yeah, it is. Some of those are like, they're like an hour or two behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and, you know, and it's an interesting topic in itself is, but that's for another episode. Um, do you, do you think confidence plays a big role in, in this whole money situation? Um,
1: yeah, and and it does in, in a couple of different ways. So when, um, you're confident in your abilities as, as, you know you're as good as anybody in mm-hmm. being able to to get the results for for the patient um yeah. you're you're certainly much more willing to uh you know have somebody turn you down yeah. so at the front office i i'm hearing new patients calling in and they're giving mm-hmm. our our rates for an evaluation and so forth you know and the phones are hanging up um yeah. But, you know, I have confidence that I've got the reputation, I know what I'm doing, and the mm-hmm. phone's going to keep ringing. Yeah, um, yeah. Right? So so that the patients are coming in, even when people are saying no, yeah. um, there's just still plenty of people who want that. And our, our ability to, to talk to a patient and they're, you know, are questioning, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're charging, you know, you must be making 300 bucks an hour. And it's like, I'm um, giving you the results that you came here for. That's really not the point, right? How much I'm making per hour. I um, mean, mm-hmm. just the confidence to like guide the conversation back to what's relevant.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's the, the other little psychological thing on that is like, if you, you know, if you told job person, you're going to make a hundred dollars an hour, like that's great money. You know, if you made hundred dollars an hour times 40 hours a week. And and that was your pay. That's great. But as a business owner, you don't get to keep all that money, right? So it, it needs to be higher because a lot of that's going towards overhead, especially in a service industry, especially in healthcare. And so just because you make $300 an hour in hourly revenue doesn't mean you're actually keeping that. You'd be lucky to keep 30% of that um, in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, you, you got to have more on there for sure. Um There's a, there's a story about a
1: locksmith who starts his career and he's learning to do locks and, um, you know, he goes to his first job and he's sweating and he can't get it. And he keeps breaking his tools. And, you know, finally, after an hour and a half, he he breaks the lock uh, and the people like tip him and he charges him a hundred bucks and they, they feel sorry for him. And, you know, he gets mm-hmm. his money and then some, um, and it took an hour and a half. Yeah. And then he gets good at what he does. He's been doing this now 10, 15 years, and he can come in and, you know, five minutes, get in and out of there and charge the same hundred bucks. And now people are resentful about it. Mm hmm. Right. It's like yeah, and you charge a hundred bucks for five minutes. It's like it yeah. took me 20 years to be able to do this.
0: Yeah, you're you're paying for the, the all the time. And and it's a it's a great point, right? Like, you know, chiropractors go to school for eight years and there's a ton. And then if if you've put some years under your belt as far as clinical care, like yeah, they're paying for your ability to go in like a sniper, figure out exactly what it is that's a problem, attack that area, that issue get results quickly and efficiently. And that's what you're charging for is your results. And uh, it does take confidence to do that, I believe. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, the the confidence to be able to
1: ask for what you're worth and, and have people question it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the, you know, the the fear that if you're raising prices or charging you know, for a premium offering Mm -hmm. that it's going to put people off that you're not going to be able to fill your, your, your calendar, um, with, with, you know, clients, um, you know, so, so there's a big fear of pricing ourselves out and, you know, losing, Mm
0: -hmm. um, you know,
1: our practice because of that.
0: That's why I think, you know, I, I do mention to, to docs, like, you know, it can be a step-by-step approach, you know, like, It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm charging $60 and you go to a hundred, or it doesn't mean you're spending 30 minutes with patients and I'm going to go to 10, right? Like there can be increments as you go along, but, but you want to develop a path, a very clear path, in my opinion, to get to at least $250 an hour, if not $350 an hour, depending on where you're at and what your goals are. And you just got to, you got to, you know, obviously do that. And, you know, Another little psychological take takeaway from it is like there's that saying is people that pay, pay attention, right? And I'll get a lot of uh chiropractors that are very, you know, they're very af- affordable, like too affordable, and it's very, very low rates, or they're in network with some of the really, really bad insurances. And then they complain also about their patient base, right? And um you know and then the ones that are charging a a little bit more of a substantial rate or or whatever complain a little bit less cuz these people are like they're paying and so they're paying attention and they're doing their at-home exercises and they're coming for their visits and like they're taking it seriously so there's a lot of benefits to getting paid what you're worth as well cuz people the people that are paying it they'll, they'll value you there's a old story
1: you know probably a a myth from somewhere but Uh, There's an accountant who sets up shop Mm -hmm. and he wants to provide, you know, good accounting services and tax services for the masses. So he really prices himself at a very low rate Mm -hmm. so that he can be helpful to a lot of people. And very soon he's incredibly busy. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, very soon he's finding that he's dealing with headaches of people not paying him and They want the return but they don't want to pay them you know till they can afford it um and and he's just after a while sick and tired of how busy he is and how he's you know being nickel and dimed with with certain things mm-hmm. so he decides he wants to like quit his practice and he doesn't want to you know just quit and abandon people so he like quadruples his rates and he says that's mm-hmm. gonna like make everybody leave mm-hmm. um and he in fact loses a lot of clients, yeah. but what he finds is that he's getting a bunch of new ones, and the people who are willing to pay the premium rate, they're all grateful for the service that he's providing. Thank you so much, and well, of course I'll pay you before you know I pick up my tax return. They're, um, you know, a different set of folks, yeah. and the the way that they've described this is that you know at those lower rates he's. Uh, really engaging with the bottom feeders and the people who are looking for a bargain and yeah. are there to nickel and dime, and the premium offerings are, are for people who are professional, um, and and don't mind paying good money for the results.
0: Yep, I, I it's 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 so true, and and, and to that point, like marketing plays a big part of compelling the right people as well. And there's like an example of Dr. P- Peter, Atia. if you're familiar with him. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. He's got a great podcast. And I mean, he's someone on the extreme end that um, he's positioned himself as an expert. Right. And people don't think about it this way, but why, the reason why, or the reason how he's done that is because of his podcast. Right. And so he's positioned himself as this like super credible expert because of his podcast being essentially marketing, right? It's content marketing. And now I heard through someone like you can you could pay for him to be your concierge doctor. It's like $90,000 a year, right? And so I bet you he's got plenty of people paying him $90,000 a year. And it's it's attracting a certain type of person, right, that is super health conscious and has plenty of money. And for him to spend the time to do it, he's going to charge ninety thousand dollars a year. He's not going to, you know, waste his time for a little bit of money. And the point of me bringing that up is like, if if my audience who's listening to this doesn't know how to increase their value to where they can increase that in hourly capacity or their rates, is you need what can you do in your community to position yourself as the expert? What kind of marketing are you doing? How are you? The leading health authority in your community, and a lot of them aren't doing anything, and that's why we we coach people on doing that <laughs> because it works. Like that's how you can drive up your value, and and you'll attract a lot of those people that will pay that money for you, and and you don't have to feel guilty about it. Like I bet you Peter Atia does not feel guilty with charging ninety thousand dollars a year for for one person. That's right, and and so he's positioned
1: himself as as that expert, and he's also niched it. Right. Yep. So, so, so the niche is longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, so longevity is what he loves to do and, and to help people with, and, um, and the people who want longevity and, and have the the resources to pay for that are able to do that. The person who wants a checkup, you know, once a year, mm-hmm. um, and and to, you know, have the blood work once a year, that's not a good fit. They don't want what he has, and he doesn't really want to deal with with you know the the problems that they have. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's completely different offering. Um, yeah.
0: hey. But it's positioning and niching. Yep. And and to your point. The longevity, because uh, we were actually talking about, it was in our group coaching call where Peter T was brought up. And the, and and uh, and so one of the things that was talked about, and, and this is something that we were kind of bouncing back and forth. I haven't done much with it yet, but we as chiropractors that mostly in my audience specializes in evidence-based musculoskeletal care, um, we can really impact our patients MSK, which just nice acronym for musculoskeletal for some of our, we do have marketers on our, that listen to us as well, but we can enhance the MSK longevity of these folks. Like, you know, you could, that 60 year old that's playing golf can play golf in a 75 or that, you know, father that's, you know, wanting to play with his teenage kids. Now that's in his early sixties can do that, right? Like there's a lot of things you can improve. And I think it's a, a great messaging that I haven't, taken advantage of yet my community but it's something that we're looking at as we plan our marketing for next year on some some message messaging things so for our audience like you could start to position yourself as the musculoskeletal longevity expert in your community right and that could be a whole thing of topics that you could dive into
1: there's there's so many niches there right so you can do it for you know autoimmune disease you can do it for you know college sports like like you can you can become the expert um in your area uh and and really, as as you become an expert, um, you're not just getting the premium, but but you're also able to draw clients from a wider geographical region. People are more
0: willing yep. to drive to you, um, you know. Yeah, no, it's great. And the, the longevity, people will pay money for that, whether it's Peter or Tia or you being able to get them to continue running at at 55 or something. Right. So that's awesome. I want to dive into one last topic and, and I'll, and I'll let you go, but this is a, this is a deep rooted one. And it's something that is kind of my, uh, my family history. I lived this was, you know, your childhood and your upbringing when it comes to money can set the tone for the rest of your life with this poverty mindset and I grew up in a very, uh, you know, I, I would say lower middle class, like middle class, but not on the middle part of that, or not on the higher middle. You know, I I w- I won't say we were we definitely weren't poor. Like my my dad worked, my mom didn't, and so you know she stayed home with me. So if you can do that, you're doing okay. But you know, there was times where I remember, you know, one of the things that stands out to me was, um we were at Home Depot as a kid and my dad had the cart full of stuff and credit card got declined. And, you know, he was, you, you know, some, sometimes, especially in men, I guess not to generalize, but your disappointment or frustration shows up as pure anger. Um, and, and, and a lot of anger came out of him on that particular scenario. And that always kind of stuck with me. Uh, my parents have been fortunate enough to, you know, they're, they're married for a very long time. They're nearing retirement. Things are, pretty steady for them. And, and they've had a gr- great life. They've just methodically, you know, built up a, a little bit of retirement and it's been cool to see them do that. But when I was a kid, they were young, they had me in their early twenties. So that's, that plays a role in not having a lot of money either uh, for them, but it set the tone for me to, and I struggled with this my, early on in my career with the poverty mindset that came from uh, that and, and not ever have, having a, a lot. Um, what are some of your Realizations or thoughts with a lot of the, you know, entrepreneurs or chiropractors that come from that and what they're dealing with, maybe that stems from a, a poverty ridden childhood. So there's like no argument that uh, our
1: childhood, you know, we carry that around with us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we spend the first part of our lives learning mindsets and then we spend, you know, years and years afterwards unlearning those and learning new ones. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, whether the it's you know scarcity in childhood, um, you know due to, to uh, the the conditions, the economic conditions, whether it's scarcity due to the parental conditions, you know that that you know there's plenty of money, but you know life is tough and you have to you know earn every cent that you make. there's there's lots of ways that this impacts us. The interesting thing is that you know these deeper core belief systems, there's so much a part of us Mm -hmm. that we don't really see them
0: yeah
1: right it's like you know you know for a fish you know what's water like like you don't see it it's just what you're used to um and where where it starts to show up i think is you know how things are being held back from us and our willingness to explore ourselves um and and you know putting us ourselves in, in environments with successful people, um, yeah. so that these uh deeper rooted core beliefs that we don't question, mm-hmm. you know, we can have a chance to question that because we see how other people are thinking and doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, in terms of like how they budget money, how they tip. I mean, there's so many ways with with but it's it's our willingness to be introspective around that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, I, and that's something I w- I'll give myself credit. I recognized it probably at age 30, like, okay, I got a problem here. Um, and, and I am pretty introspective and in, in try to find the blind spots. Uh, for me, when I joined Strategic Coach in 2013, that, that was like the beginning of fixing that. And I, I've always given them credit because they gave me the confidence to go from in-network to out-of-network when the insurance got just... Demolished down here in Florida. Um, you know, being in those groups of people that are successful, uh, you know, now I surround myself with them still and a lot of other types of entrepreneurs, but also uh, chiropractors that are doing well. Like, I, I've definitely, uh, to your point, surrounded myself with people to help me see things I can't see about myself and realize, like, there's no reason why. I have to be that way, right?
1: And it's super interesting because we'll talk about, you know, in in psychiatry, there's there's two sides to the same coin. So, on the one hand, you know, the the poverty mindset, you know, the mm-hmm. the scarcity mindset, can lead to us like, you know, hoarding and playing small. Yep. But the other side of that coin is that it can lead to us like buying more stuff, right? Yep. Now, oh, the way yep. that we deal with with you know poverty now I've got some and, and the way I'm gonna fix my insecurities around it is you know the next big car, the next big house. And 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 the result of like like consuming and and trying to build status and fixing the inside problem with an outside solution mm-hmm. is that then we're actually running into scarcity, right? We're, we're not saving, we're not investing. Mm-hmm. Um and, and we're trying to, that's the other side of that coin.
0: yeah, oh, that's, that's so good. Cause I fell into that too, honestly, cause I, uh, I did really well at about age. So I started my own price at 30 by 32 things were going really well. And I've, out, I've outlined it on this podcast before, um, like 2015 hit me like a ton of bricks, but yeah, I got into a spending, you know, a lot of money coming in, a lot of money going out type of thing. I mean, we were saving for sure, but not like it should have been and And definitely chasing that next thing. Um, and that's why I brought in Christine Odel, who I've had on this show before, and she's my she's my money coach. She's not my accountant. She's not my bookkeeper. She's not my financial advisor. She's like my money coach. And she's really helped rewire my brain a lot on that. And I still have that tug of war battle for sure. The last couple of years have been awesome financially. And, you know, I've got to always be aware of that you know, 800 pound gorilla in a room there, which is, I, I, I know how to spend it too, if I'm not careful. Um, so that's definitely something that um, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause it, it, it's so, it's just so true and you see it all the time, right? Like the person that wins the lottery, $5 million, never had a dollar in their, to their name. And within five years, they're broke again. Right. That's right.
1: That's right. They're they're trying to fix that inside problem with, with, you know, spending. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, who does a really good job? There's, there's, you're a podcast guy, but Ramit Sethi. Oh, he's um, great. Um, his yeah. podcast with, with couples. Yep. Um Really, really, kind of uncovers, you know, the layers mm-hmm. of the onions of yeah. people's, you know, kind of money mindsets. It's it's
0: it's really something it, to behold. That yeah. is a good one. I remember he had, he had read this one couple, and the guy was like a, a multi-millionaire. He, I think he was making like, and I'm I'm making this up, but it was something like two hundred thousand a month take home, and I mean, he wouldn't even change out like the carpet, like it's just. It was, I I've never seen someone so frugal for how much money he made. And it was just like driving his wife nuts. Like they were living this life of, of poverty and he, he had like $7 million in the bank and like, it was just crazy. So he was like an over saver and he dove into even that. And that's a whole other animal too. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I, I heard that one. They yeah. were between him and his wife, they were making over $2 million a year that they were bringing in. Yeah. Um, and they were flying coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, he didn't want to make any changes. And Ramit, his wife wanted to like go on a vacation. Yeah. And, Italy. They wanted to go to Italy, I think. Right. Yeah. And he's like, Is there any amount of money, any amount of money that you could <laughs> spend on this vacation that would materially impact your finances, yeah. really? And he's like, yeah. No, yeah. not really. Yeah, um, yeah, it,
0: yeah, it was so cool to hear and break that down. And so obviously, there's a a ton of 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 you know poverty mindset um, symptoms or things that come to the to the surface. And and I wanted to have this episode for people to just start to be a little bit introspective. I think that's a, a key take home that you mentioned. Start to look at surrounding yourself with people that can maybe show your blind spots. Uh, you know, for me always having coaching is, is something that helps with that. Um, you know, start thinking about some of the courage that can come around changing it and, and and just be honest with yourself. I think that's what it takes to really start to make real change. Right. Absolutely.
1: And, and that part of, you know, being around people and organizations that lift you up, you
0: know, that that's so important for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is and so um if if our audience wants to find your book what, re uh, give us the name again i'm sure they can find it on like amazon and stuff like that exactly um amazon all
1: those places um it's happiness rules beat burnout embrace happiness become a better entrepreneur awesome and then if they want to find you uh how can they find your information um my my website is com. And you can just email me. It's M asterisk, A S T R U C at Manuel
0: Perfect. And I'll make sure I put all that in the show notes and everything okay. like that. Um, I really appreciate you being on again. We'll have you on again, in another three or four months to, to dive into everything uh, psychology, because there's just a lot to it. Right. That's right. And um, like I told you earlier, you made it into
1: the book. One of your quotes. Um So I appreciate it. I
0: appreciate that. Uh, I know I heard it from somewhere and it's cool to do that. I'm going to definitely pick up your book and and give it a read. And I know you and I are going to talk after this about uh, some of my issues I've got. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I always appreciate your time, Doc, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you wanna make the shift from busy, broke, and broken to time-free and cash-confident, or you just wanna continue with the exponential growth, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Look at the MCM Mastery tab, watch the short video on there, and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors. We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos, we help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us, we produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels.